Hello and welcome to the Weekly Spiral. My name is Matt Durgan, riding solo on this one, as we got two podcasts coming out this week, switching things up, you know, mid-season, gotta adapt, gotta adapt. So Casey is recording his own solo podcast, that will already be up, so check that out if you haven't yet. I'm recording my solo one today, and these are meant to be a little quicker, a little short, more to the point, and less of us is arguing about stupid crap. More football. That's, all, that's what you came here for, right? That's what you want. Maybe not. But anyway, what an exciting week of football it was. Especially if you were a Niners fan. Back from the dead. Beating the LA Rams. But you know what? I'm not biased. Because I'm a Big J journalist. And Big J journalists show no bias. So what I'm going to do today on this episode of the podcast is break down my winner and loser. I'll also talk about maybe the most important game of the NFL week, and it's not going to be one that you're thinking about, and why it's so important. I'll break that down. Also, everyone knows my big gambling guy, 76 and 66 on the year against the spread. If you're thinking to yourself, wow, that's not that good. Actually, that's really good. So people who do better than me, I don't believe you. But so I'm going to give some picks out, and let's start with the winners and losers. And it's going to be a very NFC West heavy focus, but you know what? I'm going to flip it and start with AFC West and talk about my winner of the week. My winner of the week was the everyone's favorite team, of course, the Kansas City Chiefs. And when I say everybody's favorite team, I mean the opposite. Everybody hates them unless you live in Kansas City. But don't look now. They're back to the top of the NFC, excuse me, the AFC West. By beating the absolute crap out of Las Vegas Raiders, who, man, they are struggling fast. We've talked a little bit about their off-field issues uh, with the unfortunate tragedy with the Henry Ruggs situation. Of course, with John Gruden being fired. But we didn't touch too much about Damon Arnett being let go. Um, Damon Arnett wasn't a key player like Henry Ruggs was. But had the team ever had two of their first-round picks in the same year be released after less than two years on the team, I can't think of anything. So it's pretty insane. So they have a lot of off-the-field issues. But on the field, they look like crap right now. Derek Carr is kind of running back to the, the mean. Shout-out Cyrus. And it does not look good right now. But not focusing on them. Focus on the Chiefs. And their defense still isn't great. They still got a lot of things to work out. But their offense is back to clicking. And if their offense is back to clicking, it doesn't matter how good their defense plays. They're going to be able to outscore you. And their schedule isn't easy the rest of the way, but if they play like they did on Sunday, they will win the division. The first seed, don't think that's going to happen this season like it's had the last few years, so they won't have the home field advantage. But you win that division, and you get that first home game, I like their chances a lot to move on to the next round. And when you have that ace in the hole in Patrick Mahomes, you can beat any single team on any given night. Uh, Thinking back to the Raiders, they have a huge game coming up against the Bengals, that's a must win for them. Chiefs, they have a huge game against the Cowboys coming up. That's going to be maybe the most exciting game to watch. Tons of points are going to be scored. Um, I think the Chiefs can beat the Cowboys. I think that should match up pretty well. Yeah, the Cowboys are going to run all over them, but I still have a lot of doubt about that Cowboys secondary. Of course, Trayvon Diggs playing out of his mind this year. Brown, the other corner, is playing better probably than he ever has in his career. But their safeties. And that's what they're going to take advantage of. The Chiefs are. 
They're going to make those safeties go out wide, line up against Tyreek Hill again in the mismatch, line up against a guy like Miko Hardman, even that Pringle guy, drawing a blank on his first name, but he can move down the field too. Even if they don't do that, who's going to guard Travis Kelsey? Yeah, I don't see anybody stopping him. So there'll be tons of points in that game. Make sure to check that one out. If you're unable to watch any other game, pick that one to watch. So, winners out of the way. And now let's talk about the losers. And I'm saying losers with a smile on my face. And it's got to be the Los Angeles Rams. Boy Wonder, a.k.a. Hollywood Sean, once again embarrassed by the San Francisco 49ers, a team that just lost, got not lost, got blown out the week before by Colt McCoy. And now that's five straight losses to a divisional team. A divisional team in your state. A divisional team with a head coach that maybe coached his worst year. That's not good. I don't care how what their record is showing. They're struggling. That's back-to-back weeks now where their offense has looked terrible against teams that they should have taken care of. I know the Titans are looking good this year even without Derrick Henry, but you can't tell me the Rams should not have blown that team out. And instead, they look terrible. And this past Monday against the Niners, they looked terrible. Not only did they look terrible, they looked soft. Niners ran the ball over them, punched them in the mouth, him with that knockout shot early. And then they went with that incredibly stupid field goal fake. It still would have been a two-possession game, but I don't know Sean McVay didn't see what was going on in the field. The Niners were going to be able to run against the Rams all day. All day. But you had to hope that your defense called the field goals. And their offense in the first half, the Rams that is, did not look good. Looked out of sync. Looked like a team that was missing Robert Woods. And Robert Woods, got to mention that, torn ACL. He's out for this season. And of course we know that because the ESPN announcers were mentioning that every five minutes... But it wasn't that Niners necessarily defense shutting down the Rams. It was the Rams beating themselves. Drops. Pick six that Tyler Higby dropped. He dropped another third down uh, conversion. That would have been a first down. Cooper Cup dropped the first down. Easy one. They will not win a Super Bowl with those guys playing average. Cooper Cup has to play at the elite level that he's playing all, all year. Still leading the league receiving. Still balled out Monday night. They can't be dropping passes. OBJ, yeah, of course he's not going to be integrated in the offense. He was only signed, what, three, four days before the first game? But they still got to figure out how to get him the ball. Get him on some of those reverses, some jet sweeps. Use him as a playmaker. Expand this offense. Make it wide. Because they didn't run the ball at all against the Niners, and I don't think their running backs are that good. Henderson and Michelle are two average guys in their offensive line. Can't create holes. So while it's still early, and I'm not worried about them making the playoffs, they're they're in. I think they still win the division. But you can't be thinking and watching these last two games and think, you know what, this team right now can win a Super Bowl. Because they can't. Matthew Stafford has gone back to these Detroit ways where he's making mistake after mistake. Makes some wild plays, but then makes a boneheaded one. Still think they're going to be you know, fine in the long term, like I said. Bye week coming up. Great time to sit back. Learn the offense of your OPJ. Build that relationship with Stafford. But they lost two great chances to build a division lead while Kyler was out. They actually, they could have gone up a game. 
They won these last two. They lost a game. Three game swing. And the Cardinals already beat them once. And it looks like Kyler Murray's going to be back this week. Even if he's not, he's going to be back soon. He's not a long-term injury. But man, LA, got to figure it out. You never see those. ESPN will mention this though. ESPN will, will talk about how they're going to compare them to the Bucks of last year. But you can't tell me you watched those games last two weeks and not be a little nervous. Just my two cents. Okay. That segues right into my game of the week. We're sticking to the NFC West. The most important game, maybe not the season, but so far in the month of November, is the Cardinals versus Seahawks. And the Seahawks are going to win this game. Must win game. Currently, 3-6 with 8 games left. 4 divisional games. 4 non-divisional games. They'll need to go 3-1 in the divisional games. And at least 3-1 in the others. Those non-divisional games, I'm not worried about. They play some of the worst teams in the league. Washington football team. The Chicago Bears. Houston Texans, Detroit Lions. That could be a 4-0. I'm going to be conservative and say 3-1, but that could be 4-0. But there's four divisional games left. Look how they're going to break down. You have the Cardinals this week, who, once again, may or may not have Kyler Murray. Even if Kyler Murray does play, he's going to be banged up still. DeAndre Hopkins, he's going to be banged up still. J.J. Watt, out for the season. The Niners, who... They dominate the Niners. I've mentioned that before. The Niners play like they did this past Monday. That's a tough game. And then, of course, they got to play the Cardinals once again at the end of the year, along with the Rams. So why is this game the most important game? Because when you look at who they need to beat, the Cardinals at Week 17, or Week 18 now, excuse me, that might be a game where the Cardinals have nothing to play for if they have the division clinched. But the Rams, they're going to play once again December 19th in L.A., a team that might be hitting their stride as OBJ's back in the offense and they kind of figure out what to do without Robert Woods. That's going to be a tough game to win on the road. We know it's going to be a not-so-tough game to win on the road or when at home against a Cardinals team that's banged up, a Cardinals team that doesn't have a great head coach in Cliff Kingsbury. They have to win that game. It's the hungry dog, gets the bone, game of the week. Their defense is playing a lot better. Giving up only 15 points per game in the last four. Not necessarily facing, you know, murderer's row of offenses here. But still, that Seahawks defense for the last year and a half has not been good. Now they're kind of showing signs of life. Jamal Adams got an interception. Bobby Wagner is back to playing at an elite level. The pass rush is getting slowly but surely better. They need to step their foot on the gas. Start quick against the Cardinals. It's probably be cold in Seattle. It might be a little bit raining. Get no, get that 14-point lead early. Make the Cardinals throw the ball. The Cardinals if flipped, and the Cardinals, you know, go out there, score on the first drive, stop them on the next drive. That it's going to be rough. Uh, their offense was shut out last week against the Packers. Packers defense looks good, by the way. But Wilson, they'll, they'll never be shut out again on offense as long as Russell Wilson is playing. I, I'm very confident that one more week also for his finger to heal. First game back, throwing in, you know, what was it, 20 degree weather in Green Bay. 
that they're setting up for failure by playing him in that game. Should have held him out one more week. This week, though, they'll be ready. They'll be ready to go. It's going to be a great game. Uh, I'm, I'm really excited for this one, of course. Uh, Niners play, I believe, 9 a.m., or excuse me, 10 a.m. Uh, Pacific time against the Jaguars. This game will be later on. So this is a game I'm going to be glued on and watching. Uh, it's going to be... It, it's, it's the season, I think, for the Seattle Seahawks. If they go 3-7, and seven, absolute best case would be 9 wins. E- even if they do win, best case might be 9 wins for them. Uh, but I think 9 wins might get it done at NFC this year. NFC playoff picture, I'm going to pull that up really quickly. It is <laughs> it's bad. Top heavy, of course. Buccaneers are still good. Packers look good. Cowboys look good. But look at those teams on the bottom. I mean, that seventh place team right now is the Carolina Panthers at five and five. Carolina Panthers, who started PJ Walker this week. Carolina Panthers, who will start Cam Newton this upcoming week, most likely, not official yet. But he was at home <laughs> a few weeks ago doing nothing. And look at other teams in there Niners, most talent. But do they actually play to their level like they did Monday rest of the season? I don't know. The Philadelphia Eagles, a team that's rebuilding and kind of stumbling their way into wins. Are they a playoff contender? No. The, you know, and we have two more teams, uh, three more teams, excuse me, in the NFC South. The Saints are in sixth place. Is Trevor Simeon going to leave in the playoffs? I, I can't imagine that. Panthers just mentioned them. Falcons, they're nothing special. And the Vikings, who are, I think, a team that actually are about to get really hot. They'll be a playoff team, in my opinion. Uh, they have some big games coming up, but they'll figure it out. But you look at all those teams, none of those teams scare you. So you have to get some wins now, get some momentum, and nine wins might get the job done. Okay, enough about those two teams that I so much love to make fun of, but... We'll be watching this week. My quick NFL gambling picks coming up here. Uh, first one I have is the under in the Bears and Ravens. 45 is that number. Games in Chicago. High of 48 degrees. It's going to be cold. That ball's going to be hard to throw. And you have two inaccurate quarterbacks as it is. I don't care what you say about Lamar Jackson. What a great dynamic playmaker he is. He's still an inaccurate passer. The Bears coming off a bye. Montgomery's healthy now. They're going to want to pound the rock. And we all know the Ravens love to run the ball. So that's going to be a very run-focused game. I think it's going to be a little bit tighter than the experts think. Still give the edge to the Ravens, of course. They're a better team. But go with the under in that game. Next game up here is the Green Bay Packers and Minnesota Vikings. And right now, I Casey's going to hear this and maybe start crying. I don't think there's anybody in the league that can beat the Packers at this moment. I know in the past, they've had some struggles against the uh, Vikings. Remember last year, Dalvin Cook ran all over them. But right now, that line's at two and a half. They're favored. I think they win by at least a touchdown. Might be close, but I think they win by a touchdown. So take the Packers minus two and a half. Of course, already mentioned this, Seattle money line. You want to be safe? Get them at two and a half. Favorite. We're going to be the underdogs. Mentioned before, weather game. It's going to be cold there. 
Desperate, Hungry Dog Gets the Bone, easy one. The lock of the week, however, is going to be the Cowboys and Chiefs over. Mentioned that already. Points Fiesta. A lot of throwing the ball, a lot of big plays on the ground. Neither offense will be able to stop each other. I wouldn't be shocked if both teams get into the 30s, pushing this well over 60 and over the number of 56 where it's at right now. And lastly, game that you're, I'm going to save this pick and you might be a little surprised. New York Giants plus 10.5 against the Bucks. Bucks are miles and miles better than the Giants are right now. But when you're looking at gambling, this is a quick gambling tip. You look for the football numbers. And what are football numbers? 3, 4, 7, uh, 10, 14, 21, for example. Numbers where it's going to land solidly on. Field goals, touchdowns. And you're looking at a 10 and a half number. The Buccaneers can still easily win that game by 10 points. Yet, the Giants would cover. So whenever I see a line, I see that 0.5 in favor of the football number, you take it. You take it. If you're not going to take it, you better be very confident that that team you're you know, betting with, the minus 10 and a half, is going to blow them out. Because even if the Giants are down by, let's say, you know, 21 or even, you know, 24 points. A few backdoor, you know, touchdowns end the game where the Bucs aren't trying. Next thing you know, the seven-point game, the 10-point game with two minutes left. So quick gambling tip there. Uh, once again, I am hot this year with NFL. College, I'm absolutely terrible. NFL, I'm hot. So follow those picks. Do yourself a favor. Christmas around the corner. Buy your kid a little gift, a little something special on the side. So, I just want to thank you all for listening. Of course, there's a quick one. We're not 18 minutes here. Once again, check out Casey's uh, also podcast, Our Weekly Spiral Umbrella. That came out already. Give it a look. He gives his winners and losers. His game of the week breaks it down. In terms of what's coming out this week on our website, theweeklyspiral.com, I already have came out with the Mid-season big board edition of NFL Draft, uh, the top 25 players. Of course, Kayvon Thibodeau, who you'll be hearing a lot more of coming up. He's number one, and there's only one quarterback in my top 25, and it's not Malik Willis. So you got to check that out to see who that's going to be. Casey's doing a great job, as always, breaking down the NFL techniques, plays, defenses. This week is a one technique and what exactly that is. He's going to be breaking down the Packers' defense coming up as well. Uh, and next week, I will have the November mock draft for the, the two, 2022 NFL draft. Excuse me. Uh, that will be out next Tuesday, maybe Wednesday. We'll see how it happens. But once again, I want to thank you all for listening. This is a weekly spiral. Bringing you fresh football bi-weekly for the time being. Uh, once again, thank you guys for so much for listening. We really do appreciate all your support. And for that, I say good night. And good luck.